good enough and getting better. Welcome to the podcast where we can pursue personal growth, not because we have to in order to somehow be good enough, but because we know we already are good enough. We are each a unique and rare expression of human life with no duplicate. And from this foundation, we pursue personal growth because we know we can and because we know we are capable of creating all kinds of different experiences in life. And we want to play with that capacity and expand our options. We make personal growth enjoyable and easy when we can approach it with joy and playful curiosity instead of lack and insecurity. So stay tuned and join me on this journey to be more rooted in our true self-worth and more empowered in our growth process. We are good enough and we are getting even better. Welcome back to the podcast. I am Laura Lenore. I'm a hypnotherapist and I missed you last week. A combination of traveling schedules and getting COVID wiped out all my plans to get an episode out to you last week. So I get to demonstrate this growth mindset that I have been talking about for the last couple episodes and uh, have a moment to realize that I have some room to grow in terms of planning ahead for travel and other unexpected situations. And I get to just keep moving forward to learn from this and get right back up and keep going. And so that's how we do it. Uh, Nobody's perfect and I'm not perfect and it's all okay. Luckily, I feel better this week. I'm thankful for that, even though you may notice that I still sound a little bit off. But uh, I am happy to be back and happy to talk with you today about our topic for the week, which is limiting beliefs. Literally the way that our beliefs are limiting us in terms of what we attempt or accomplish or even what experiences we allow into our lives. When we are aware of the thought patterns that hold us back, there is actually so much we can do in order to shift those things. And being aware of those thought patterns is not always easy, actually. The longer we've been thinking something over and over, the more ingrained it becomes. The more supposed evidence we collect over time that tells us that this thought must be true, and over time it becomes harder and harder to distinguish our thoughts from our reality because our natural pattern matching capacity tends to feed us more evidence of what we already expect to encounter. The result of this is that many of us are walking around thinking things like, there's something wrong with me and no one will ever love me, or I can never make decent money because I'm an artist, or life is really hard and you have to work hard just to scrape by, or I'm always going to look, feel, be a certain way just because everyone in my family is this way. Some of those examples might even be your beliefs. If you heard me say them and thought to yourself, well, it's true that life is really hard, or it's true that artists can't make money. For each thought like this, you can find counterexamples if you actually allow yourself to look for them. There are artists who make money. There are people in any family who defy whatever you consider to be their most hardwired genetic traits, right? People who do more than just scrape by without working as hard as you believe is absolutely necessary, right? So this is my huge huge caveat here to let you know that limiting beliefs, these things that most strongly impact your life, the thoughts and beliefs that you could change and experience an enormous difference 
are often so entirely automatic in your thinking that they are completely unconscious to you. Literally, you are not consciously aware of them, or maybe more importantly, you're not consciously aware of the difference between your thoughts about reality and reality itself. Just now, I had a moment of recognizing this as I was preparing this episode, I was basically experiencing some resistance and dug into that feeling and realized there was a thought there that making this episode was going to be hard or going to be difficult. And the reality is that this is not true at all. This topic is something that I talk about for hours if people will let me. Um, change, personal transformation. I have so many things to say on the on that front that really I could make a much longer podcast if I wanted to. And even though I want to keep them in short digestible bursts, the fact is that talking about this stuff is pretty easy for me. And once I get started, there's usually a flow. The tech part of it is easy. And yet there was still this belief in that moment that was like, oh, I can't, I just can't do that right now. I'm not feeling up to it yet, et cetera, et cetera. And as soon as I realized that I was thinking that, you know, I know how to work with that feeling, that belief, and that small, simple thing, you know, you might not notice it. It might just slip right below your radar, even though it would make your day way better to recognize it and root it out and overcome that or change that belief. There's so many moments like that in our day, you know, the things that really impact the way that we live our lives that can make a really big difference. There are a lot of different kinds of limiting beliefs. A lot of the ones that I give examples for that I talk about on this podcast are related to beliefs about ourselves and our self-capacity. In a large part, that is because I do work with a lot of clients who have patterns of anxious thinking. And anxious thinking tends to be very self-referential. We tend to walk through the world when we're anxious and we feel like everyone is talking about us or thinking about us or what does this say about me? Whereas when you're not particularly anxious, you might be just walking around the world observing the things around you in a much less um, self-focused capacity. And so that's my framework working with a lot of that kind of thinking is to reference a lot of thoughts about who am I? What am I capable of? What can I achieve or not achieve? These limiting beliefs are very common. And these are things that are easier for your friends and loved ones to recognize when you say them, because you probably say, oh, I'm just so blank, or I'm always like that. I'm always like this. There's probably things like that that you say over and over all the time that our beliefs about who you are, about what you can do, about what you can't do, right? About the the quality traits that you have that may not necessarily be positive, that are not necessarily ingrained qualities as much as their beliefs about yourself and those qualities. There is a category of limiting beliefs about what the world or other people have to offer us. You know, is the world a safe place? Is there a lot of opportunity for you in the world? Is there something about people like you, whether that is your ethnic group, your gender, your whatever identifying characteristics you introduce yourself with or that you think of as being core qualities to yourself? How does the world treat people like that, people like you, right? There's a lot of beliefs there. I'm not saying that there's no real component in the external world to these things as well, but our beliefs allow us to 
further limit ourselves more than maybe the world is doing at times as well. So it's useful to look at those. It's also useful to look at what we think is possible or difficult for us, right? Somebody that I talked to when I mentioned that I was doing this topic mentioned her big change in limiting belief that's been helpful for her lately was realizing that she is actually perfectly able to work with hypnosis clients online and not just in person. And so that wasn't even a belief about herself. It was just a belief about you know, how her work would function in that capacity and getting past that belief has opened up obviously a lot of possibility and potential for her work. Uh, So it might just be about things that you think, well, it'd be nice if this was possible, but it doesn't really work or it's not really possible. That's a category that can really open up a lot for us in our lives as well. Um, And then another sneaky insidious area that I want to mention are when we have limiting beliefs about what we have to accomplish first before we can have or feel the way we want to be, the way we want to feel. A common example of this is feeling like you have to lose weight in order to be loved. You have to get the right job in order to feel uh, happy and excited in your life, to feel like you have value for when you introduce yourself to people at parties. The truth is we can be happy and we can be loved, even if we don't have all of our you know ducks in a row. We don't have exactly the body type or job or whatever it is that we think that we need to have. Those beliefs can really keep us focused on sort of the wrong goals for years, right? Where we think that we're going to be happy if we get XYZ and we spend 10, 20 years of our life working on trying to get XYZ and then we get there and realize, oh, well, actually, I'm still the same person who is not particularly happy with or without this thing, right? One other thing about limiting beliefs, limiting thought patterns is also that they can happen in any area of our life. So if you really want to kind of walk through all of the areas of your life that are important to you, the different kinds of relationships and activities and things, there are going to be things in each area of your life where there is a sense of a limitation of what's possible for you or in the world or just however that belief expresses in so many different ways. So it's really worth kind of examining into each and every area to to just find out what it is that you're thinking, what those repeated thought patterns are that are maybe keeping you from experiencing the area of your life in the way that you ideally would like to be able to. So having established a little bit about what they are and how they work, I want to now give some tips in terms of how to flush out your own limiting thought patterns, right? So this is something that can be much easier to do with help just because other people can hear what you're saying without hearing it through your own filters, which is something that's impossible for each of us to do ourselves. So obviously asking friends and loved ones is a good way to get some data about this. If you ask them questions like, hey, what is it that I always say about myself? Or there's some kind of negative things that I say that you hear all the time. The caveat with that is that often our friends, family, the group of people that we're close to they can often have many of the same limitations or sense of limitations that we do because they 
can come from family, from community, from this sort of shared sense of this is what's real for us. And so that can be helpful to a degree, but I wouldn't entirely rely on somebody to help you find them just for that reason. Somebody who is a little bit less connected to you actually can sometimes see you in a much more neutral. Um, however, if you want to figure it out on your own, and, and I'd love to encourage you to, to do that a little bit before our episode next week, because we're going to do a little bit of work with the limiting thought patterns next episode. I'm going to give you a few different ways that you can do this on your own. Some methods you can do to begin identifying these patterns for yourself. The first one I want to recommend is basically a journaling exercise. It's something like free writing. Essentially, you take your sheet of paper or your open blank computer document, whatever you prefer, and set a timer for around 15 minutes. If you do it much less than 10, it's actually really not enough time to really get to the meat of it. But what you want to do is you want to just write nonstop. You can do this on a specific topic that you want to explore. Like there's an area of your life where you feel stuck and you want to figure out what beliefs are holding you back in that area, then set a topic in advance, or otherwise just write nonstop about your life. Just whatever pops into your mind without editing it. If you feel like you run out of things to say, then you just literally will write, I have nothing else to say until the next thought pops into your mind. The idea is that you just keep moving no matter what, you don't stop. You can do that for the 10-15 minutes or so. And while you're actually writing, you are going to do no editing or judgment of whatever you write. You're just letting it out in a completely uncensored way. And it's not going to be until after you get it all out onto the page, that's when you can actually start to go through line by line, sentence by sentence, and ask yourself, okay, is this statement actually true. It might feel true. I might believe it's true. It might have seemed true to me my, to my entire life. But could somebody make the argument that there is evidence that the opposite is also true? Is this something where there's some room there maybe for that belief to be a little bit more flexible? Another way that you can do this is to ask your unconscious mind to get your attention when you have thoughts about a certain subject matter. So if there's an area, again, where you feel stuck, where you feel like you want to identify the limiting beliefs you may have, whatever thoughts are related to that certain goal or that you have that are preventing you from loving yourself or taking care of yourself as well as you could be. And when you have these thoughts, maybe about yourself, your body, your worth, your capacity, any of that, whenever these come into your awareness, you immediately write them down right away, even if you're just jotting a note in your phone app, right? The more consistently you make that note right away, the more you're actually teaching your mental filters to bring your conscious awareness to these kinds of thoughts. So even if it's just a little bit at first, right, even just one thought jumping out at you every day or two, just keep paying attention, just keep noting them down, make a list and it will get easier. And when you have that list also, you'll learn some things to do with those beliefs. So having that list will be really nice for the things that we're going to be learning moving forward. Another way to get at your unconscious thoughts is actually to interview yourself. I have mentioned in a previous episode that our 
unconscious mind loves to answer questions. It has an answer for everything, whether we actually know the answer or not. So that can be very insightful into our own thinking. And so settle in someplace where you can be alone, ideally a place that's quiet enough to hear your thoughts clearly. And then just ask, what do I really think about this problem or about this issue or about my capacity in this particular area, and then just notice the very first words that pop into your mind. Your unconscious mind processes information so much faster than your conscious mind. So typically, you're going to have the unconscious response. And then after a moment, you'll hear your conscious mind likes to chime in and usually say something like, oh, well, we just made that up. Let's edit it. (laughs) So you you should maybe use this answer instead. This is the right answer. So definitely, when you notice that, go with the very first thing that pops into your mind. That's going to be the unconscious stuff. That's where the real power is. Keep in mind that this is often something we can rationally refute. As an example, I had a client with a PhD and a great career, and she was sitting in front of me telling me that she feels stupid. And and that really felt true to her, even though her logical mind has plenty of evidence otherwise. So just trust what comes up first initially and write that down. In fact, actually, if you want to go ahead and do that right now, real quick, Uh, get something to work with. You can just take a deep breath, quiet your thoughts. You can do that pretty quickly, right? Just a couple of deep breaths can be really centering, really allow you just to focus internally and notice your thoughts. And then ask yourself, what do I really think about my own worth? How lovable do I believe I am? How capable am I of achieving my most important goal in life or goals, plural, whichever applies to you? Something in there probably resonates for most of you. You can spend a little bit more time on that. I'm not going to spend a lot of time right now. This is something super easy to do on your own. Uh, Between those three methods or whatever other ways you like to use to access your unconscious thinking patterns, you should be able to come up with some limiting thoughts that really seem true or feel true to you at a deep level, even if you can logically argue that they're not true. That deep feeling unconscious part is often driving the bus, you know, metaphorically speaking in those moments that most affect our lives. It's not usually the logical conscious part of our brain. So we really want to be aware of those deeper thoughts that are driving our decisions, driving our behaviors in a way that probably hasn't been working so well for you in the past. That's why it's called limiting because it's it's limiting us. It's setting limits on us. So we're going to dive into some ways to work with that. We're going to do some hypnosis around that for next week. So hold on to if you're making a list, maybe make one, jot down a few of the ideas that came into your mind during the episode today so that you will be ready to work with these limiting beliefs next week. However, if you are too excited to wait and you want to get started right now, you could really just start exploring the question of what evidence do I have that the opposite of this belief is true, right? So whatever beliefs or ideas or thoughts, limiting thoughts you have come up with during this episode, just ask your unconscious mind right now for this week, for today, for tomorrow, what can I become aware of? What can I notice What things can become clear to me in my day-to-day life as I'm just moving through my day that 
prove to me that actually there's evidence that is the opposite of what I thought before. Right. So if you have a belief about, you know, nobody likes me, maybe there is then evidence in your day that you have not been allowing yourself to notice of the reality that there actually are people who do like you or have the potential to like you or would like to get to know you so that they can like you better. You can begin noticing those things only once you start looking for them. So whatever that limiting belief was or limiting thought that you identified from today's exercises that feels most important to you, just ask your unconscious mind, hey, show me the evidence. Show me the opposite of what I have long believed to be true and be open to it, right? Don't ask that question in like a sort of closed skeptical way. Ask it with genuine open curiosity. Hey, show me what there is to see, what there is to experience. You might be really genuinely surprised how easy it is to find evidence that goes against something that you have believed and felt deeply for a very long time to be true about yourself and your life. And boy, is it wonderful to learn that so many of our limitations are not as solid as we actually really thought that they were. So play with that this week. I would love to hear about your results. You can join me at facebook.com slash good enough and getting better and let me know what you think. Let me know about some of the beliefs you're working with this week. And you can also find me at lenorehypnosis.com. I would love to hear about your results and then stay tuned for next week where we are going to do some more practical work, some hypnosis work, with these limiting thought patterns, with these limiting beliefs, and start experiencing some shifts around this in your life. So I am excited to continue this process with you next week. Bye for now. 